Hi friends, welcome to Live Idlewild with Jody Swee. I am a life coach and spiritual director traveling the country with my family in an RV as we seek to find the joy in the journey. I have been studying the Bible for over 20 years and I freaking love it. And now I'm sharing it with you in hopes that you will discover that you do too. We're going to start by claiming this space for our peace and transformation. I want you to take a few deep breaths, really good ones that you have to think about, the kind where you inhale for a couple beats and exhale for a couple beats. And acknowledge that you are not alone. That wherever you are right now, the Spirit of the Lord is with you. Holy Spirit, our advocate and teacher, help us understand what you have for us today through the Bible and help it guide us well. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So today we're pondering what the Bible has to say about, well, following Jesus. And I'm going to be reading from Luke 9, 57 through 62. And the heading of this section is called The Cost of Following Jesus. All right, here we go. As Jesus and his disciples were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service. So, as I read this exchange between Jesus and a couple of his potential disciples, what stirred up in you? Are you shaking your head in agreement like, yes, Jesus, yes, or are you quizzically staring off into the distance because you don't know exactly what that means? Or are you like me when I first read this and have your stink face on? And when I say stink face, I mean something in here smells bad. So on my first go around with the scripture, I admit I was pretty annoyed with Jesus. It seems kind of rude and unfeeling to be like, who cares about your dad's funeral? Or who cares about saying goodbye to your family? It almost seems harsh. So I had to sit with this for a beat. And then I remembered the wise words of one of my theology professors who said, a text without a context is merely a pretext. Jesus isn't harsh. That's just not his nature. That's not what I know from many other biblical encounters. So I decided to expand my reading to see if I could figure out what was happening around this in hopes that it would add clarity. And it did. See, a lot is happening in this ninth chapter of Luke. It's kind of meaty and sits in the middle-ish of Jesus's public ministry. He has finished basic training with the first 12 disciples and is sending them out on some practice runs to other towns and communities to share God's invitation of love with others. It's actually kind of a sweet time as they go out and practice and they come back to report to Jesus on how it went. They're total noobs and they get to be a part of some amazing miracles, but they also bungle quite a few things, which Jesus uses to gently teach them and draw them closer to the truth. And that's where this interaction is happening. It's very intentional, and I find it totally fascinating and a little over my head. 
Jesus is authoring a story that he is in, meaning he's not just speaking to the individuals in that space and time, but he's also speaking to us as he weaves the full story. Honestly, it makes me want to cry sometimes. God through Jesus is big enough to meet people where they are in the moment, but also weave it into the bigger narrative of his redemptive plan. Oh, I just... I just love it. In the big narrative, this is taking us past the point of basic training and into next level understanding and knowledge, which is why these verses on the cost of following Jesus seem so harsh when taken out of context. It's like entering into a conversation that's halfway through or attempting calculus when you're still trying to learn multiplication tables. I'm currently working at multiplication tables with my daughters. They're hard. If you have just sat down at the feet of Jesus to learn for the first time or after a long absence, and this hits you weird, please feel free to sit in that space here and know that that's normal and a necessary place. And I pray that it makes you ask questions and keep digging for answers. It's okay if it's weird today. Let it be. On the other hand, if you're ready to enter into new depths of intimacy with the Lord, Then let's keep going by taking a peek at something he said leading up to this conversation about the cost of following him. And it's in Luke 9, 23 through 25, when Jesus was speaking privately to his first disciples. He says this, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit his very self? You see, Jesus is inviting people to let go of what they want and embrace what they need, which is real life. The kind of life that has a foundation of peace and freedom. And it's only found when you surrender your life to Jesus. You have to sacrifice your wants and desires and pursue his Okay, so within that light, I'm going to reread Luke 9, 57 through 62, and let's see what we get out of it this time around. As Jesus and his disciples were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service. So how how does this encounter or his interaction with these two people sit with you now? Does it still sound harsh? In the context of the greater picture, it doesn't to me. Now it sounds more like honesty from someone who loves us, who loves us enough to tell the truth, even if it's hard. You see, within that space and time, Jesus was talking to those people about their real lives and situations. But it's also in the Bible to help us understand the bigger story. And the bigger story is that nothing is more important than your relationship with God through Jesus nothing. Not for his sake, but for yours. So the verse guy says, well, I want to follow you, but first let me go bury my father. Now, if you do a little studying, you realize that this might not be the most accurate or fully described translation. Many smart theologians think that this dude, what this dude actually said was, well, let me wait till my father's dead and buried and then I'll come with you. 
Honestly, I don't think it matters one way or another. Either way, Jesus responds by saying in loving honesty, following me is more important than your family. Okay. So the other one says, BRB, I'm just going to go say goodbye to my family and I'll be right back. And Jesus says, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service. What? Okay. So Jesus spoke honest truth, but sometimes it was also mysterious and, and took you a little while to think about it. So let's think it through. I know I had to. So, okay, plowing means that you're creating straight rows to sow something, right? And back then, it required some sort of device to plow the ground. It still requires a device, but it was more of an older, archaic device, and it needed an animal to pull it. So what happens if you're plowing and you're using this big device and guiding an animal, but you look away? You might lose control of the animal, right? And your rows will get all jacked up. You might even cross plow. I bet that's bad. So I think Jesus is responding to this man who's saying BRB by saying, don't go back to your old places because you might lose your way to me. Okay, what does this all mean for us today? I think we can ask ourselves a couple questions in the presence of the Holy Spirit. First question is, are you putting anything before your relationship with Jesus? Anything. I remember when I was was dating this guy and... He could not, we were having conversations and he could not understand, you know, it's like, what's, what's your order of importance? And I was like, Jesus, family, friend. He's just like, wait, what? And we had this whole conversation where he could not understand how I would put my relationship with Jesus above a relationship with a husband or a family. And yeah, I get it. That's what the world tells us to think. But actually, Jesus is inviting us to something different. He's inviting us to trust him with our family, with our spouse, and follow him. We cannot put anything before our relationship with Jesus. And so the question is, are you? Or the second question is, have you looked behind you or got lost in your old ways or where you came from? Or have you simply been focusing too much on the past and lost your way, lost sight of Jesus? I want you to take a few deep breaths here and think about it. And acknowledge the presence of God with you and let him see you in that truth. Now I want you to look for his response. Look, listen, sense. What is his response to where you are at? I pray that you sense his love for you and his grace that i pray that you would see and feel that he loves you and that he's with you every step of the way as your part in his big story unfolds you might even be experiencing an invitation to trust him by surrendering something you are holding on to because you aren't big enough to carry it but he is spend a few minutes processing that in his presence Ask for clarification or strength or direction, whatever you need that will allow you to follow him. Listen to these words that Jesus said back in verses 23 when he first started talking about the cost of following Jesus. He said, For if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, you will embark on a discovery of more and more true life. But if you choose to keep your life for yourselves, you will lose what you try to keep. Even if you gained all the wealth and power of this world, everything it could offer you, yet lost your soul in the process, what good is that? 
Thank you so much for listening to Live Idlewild with Jody Swee. If you are loving this stuff and want someone to process with or someone to help you figure out how it applies to your life, don't hesitate to reach out to me. That's a huge part of what I do as a life coach and spiritual director, and you can try a session for free. Just head on over to my website, jodyswee.com, and schedule it today. Until next time, my friends, may you live in the love and joy of Jesus and allow it to grow wild within you until it overflows to others.